And other times, I demand them to do something. And uh, anybody ever been there? And then you go a little more strongly, I said, would you please? And you go, now, now I'm not asking. I'm requiring you to get up and go do that. I require do that now, right? Now here's the thing. When I ask or require or demand or command, um, I, I get through it if they do it at all. But you know what something as a dad? What really makes my heart overjoyed is when I ask and with smiles on their faces and a lever I've asked and excitement in their hearts, they go and they just do or be whatever I've asked them to be. There's nothing like that for a father. There's nothing like that for a parent who, who's seen a kid grow up and, and, and as they're growing, you know there's certain things required and you, you, you look at them or when they do things that they already know you've told them about and you catch them nothing like that, a smile on their face. Dude, there's nothing like that. There's, there's nothing like that. Off the, uh, that's off the chart to me. There's, there's nothing I enjoy more than watching my kids be who they're supposed to be and do what they're supposed to do. And they do it with, 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 with love and joy and hope and excitement. There is nothing like that. Um, he, so the issue that this morning is that, that God's the same way. He... he, he, he he does ask us, he does require us uh, to, do, to carry out the act of giving. I talked last week about the act of giving. That giving is an action. It's something that we as followers of Christ have to participate in according to Scripture. Measurable thing, tithe last week. We talked about all sorts of things about giving money and financial, but giving less measurable things like time and energy and effort that God wants us to give in all sorts of different ways. And it's an act we can carry out but it's not always an act we carry out with the right attitude or the right heart. In fact, God wants giving to become a concept out of, a, of our lifestyle, that it just is a natural thing that we do. He wants it out of a heart of generosity. So if you would, look with me at uh, Romans 12. We're going to take an attitude check really quickly. If you're not familiar with Romans 12, the, the first verse of Romans 12 reads something like this. It says, uh, because of the mercy of God, brothers and sisters... I beg of you, one translation says, to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And so from the next, the next time down, Travis, Travis even has the t-shirt. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt to prove it. He's back there pointing at the back of his shirt. He's got that verse on the back of his shirt. And um, he goes through the rest about that, the rest of this chapter, proclaiming how we are to live out that life of sacrifice unto God. And we get down to verse 8, so we're going to look at it. It says this, if your gift is to encourage others, he says, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership, do it. Take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. My first point this morning is this, God cares that we give. We said we, we spent a whole sermon last week talking about God caring that we give it all. God, God cares that we, 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 we participate in it, that, that, that we, that we of, 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 a, of a giving culture, that we become a part of a, a, a giving movement, that we are, 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 are vessels through which he would take certain things and he'd distribute them to other people. Whether it's love, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, whether it's uh, prayers, whether it's time, whether it's, he, he's, we were talking yesterday at the men's breakfast, which I appreciate Jim Brown's win. 
he, he, he didn't know what I was speaking on this week, but he talked about the talents in Matthew 25 to the men. And uh, the talents in, in Matthew 25 are God gives to certain people and he intends for you to use whatever he's given you. Some of us get a lot to give, some of us give a little, little less to give, and some of us don't give much. But what the point is, God places an investment in us and he tells us to invest sessions. He's not just talking about the stock market. He's talking about certain gifts, callings, talents, possessions, abilities, things like that. But well, he invests them in us and then he says, here, take those things and give them away. And when, he get, when we get into giving them away, then God multiplies them. He, he multiplies the, uh, the, the, the ability for us to have opportunity to do it. He gives us the he give, he willing to effect of, of, of that investment. He does all sorts of things in the process. But we have to be willing to step out and carry out the act. But it's not just about the act. We can all be like God's kids. And God asks us to do certain things. And we kind of sit here and look at him. You know what it's like. It's like when you ask your, your kids, your, your sibling rivalry kids, to forgive one another, right? I said, go over there and tell your brother you forgive him. I forgive you. As a parent, you want to go, I said, hug him now, right? <laughs> And you, so you, you, you want them to carry out the act, but more importantly, you want them to get the heart of it. I, 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 I remember several times with my boys, I've watched them as, as they will have a hard time with the other and even, even get to going to blow. Look over and Eric is just beating the tar out of Caleb. And I'll watch him go over later with tears in his eyes and hug his brother and go, oh, I'm sorry. And mean it. I forgive you because I started that because you were being mean to me. And, and just grab him like he wants the same for that for dad that makes you want to go, yeah, he gets it. And so I, God wants the same for us. He's more worried about our heart. He's more, more, more worried about how we give than, than, we, than, than the fact that we give. Giving is an important piece. And I started there on purpose because it, it's a piece. And we've got to get that down first. But we've got to take it from a point of not just, not just being who wants giver who has to but a giver who gets to, a giver who wants to. Because right there in that piece of scripture, you'll notice every, all those gifts God places in the hands of people in Romans 12, 8, he tells them how to use it. If your gift is encouraging, encouragement, be encouraging. If you lead, you give, give, not just, don't just give, give generously. If you lead, do it seriously. If, 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 if you have a gift of showing kindness, do it gladly. He's very much, or at that moment, he's more worried about the, 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 the how, the heart, the lifestyle of it than he's worried about the actual act itself. For some of us, at the beginning point, he, there's an act that I need to carry out in, a, in the form of giving. That I need to be, I, I need to, to give as a follower of Christ. But there's a whole other thing when I recognize that my giving, that my, 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 my process of, of sharing becomes a thing of my heart. That I do it with all that I am. This definition, that I cannot, I cannot hold back. The word generously there in that piece of scripture, I love this definition. Webster's puts it like this. Magnanimous. How many of you guys use magnanimous on a regular basis? That's a killer word, man. I read that and I'm like, 
I, I got to find better ways. Superhero. That just sounds awesome. Does it not sound awesome? There ought to be a superhero called Magnanimous. Huh? Or some gladiator or something. You know what I mean? It just sounds like, yeah, Magnanimous. Somebody who's in it all the way. You know what I mean? Going to do the stuff. Huh? The Honorable Magnanimous. The Kingly. Well, you know. Magnanimous. It means to be kindly. And I love this way Webster's Dictionary puts it. To be open-handed. My hands aren't clenched shut. My hands are wide open. Open-handed. The word that's found, in case you're wondering, I think is a beautiful thing. It says to be generous. And the first word that's found in, in, in Webster's Dictionary, the first word after generous is generous in, check this out, forgiving. Wow. That's awesome. Because that's an issue. Forgiveness is an issue to one another. No ifs, ands, buts about it. I can tell my kids to offer forgiveness to one another, but they've not really forgiven until it happens right here. Tell your brother you're sorry. I'm sorry. Tell your brother I forgive you. I forgive you. Well, they, 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 have, they have uttered the words, but right here there's still some trash going on. You know what I mean? And, and of heart. To be generous in forgiving is, is a place, is, is heart at the, at the deepest level of heart. The deepest, deepest level of heart. And so he, it means to, to be for, in generosity of mind, in generosity of character. To be noble is a, is, is, is a, is a word that is used there to describe magnanimous, high-minded and noble, of mind. Proceeding from revealing generosity of nobility, of mind, a magnanimous, a magnanimous gesture of forgiveness. Boy, I'd like to see in those kinds of things. A magnanimous gesture of forgiveness a magnanimous gesture of offering something to someone that they can never pay you back for a magnanimous a magnanimous is this man i'm just doing it because it's the right thing to do it brings me great joy whatever happens after that is okay with me i want i want to be magnanimous i want you to be magnanimous I want something to brew inside of, of you as a fall of Christ that, 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 that John 7 would say, it's like a, a, a river, a flood of living water that cannot be quenched. It just got to even out. It just, you, can't, you can't squelch it. It just no matter where you turn, it's got to come out. It's gotta, you, you have no problem forgiving. You have no problem offering your time. Have no problem offering your energy. Have no, this is generous of mind. If you know how to do something better, you ought to, you ought to be willing to go, hey, can I help you with that? I'll show you what, and just jump in the fray. Not to be a know-it-all. And that's after an issue of attitude. I had somebody tell me last week after uh, I talked about snow shoveling. Walk up to me and go, I've been living next to this neighbor for 10 years. I've always tried to, and it's an older person, and I've always tried to, to take care of them and help them with that stuff where that stuff is concerned. And, and just this week, they came out of the house as I was shoveling snow and read me to riot act. I said, but where was your heart? Their response should have nothing to do with why. Or even how? If I ask you to, it has everything to do that, 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 that Jesus has asked you to be that kind of a person. And sometimes people are going to respond well to it, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're going to receive what you have to offer, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they'll receive it begrudgingly. 
Sometimes they'll think you're trying to make them feel small because you, you think that change what's happened. They'll already be on top of that kind of thing in their life. Sometimes that's going to happen, but that should not change what's happening right here as a follower of Christ. It, 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 the scripture tells no, it, all the gifts are listed, not just what they are, but how they're carried out. I read a, I read a book during the fast uh, by a pastor named Mark Batterson, and he reads a story. He says he calls it brass tacks. God wants all of us. That's the name of the book. They're getting down to brass tacks. He wants all of us to be wrapped up. Wants us to be all in. That's the name of the book. All in with what God's doing. And he spends a chapter in that book talking about giving and finance and stuff like this. And I thought this excerpt was really good. He, he goes, he says, it's quite possible. And he talk, he's talking about the alabaster jar of perfume the lady broke over, broke and, and washed Jesus' feet and anointed him. And every penny, remember that story in the scripture? And he goes like this. It's quite possible the alabaster jar of perfume represented every penny of this woman's life savings. Not unlike the, the lady with the two, the two copper coins. The rare value is evidenced by the fact that, the two, that two gospel writers find it noteworthy enough to, to give us a written estimate. 300 denarii. Now listen, the equivalent in that day of an average year's salary. An average worker would have had that. That would be an entire year's wages. Okay? Let's get down to brass tacks. For most of us, the alabaster jar of perfume is money. It's our nest egg. It's our paycheck, our stock, our stock, stock portfolio, and our 401k. And the question is this, are you willing to give it all away? Drop that. No, this was in my notes, by the way. We haven't talked about this at all. So if you think like there's a conspiracy, just drop that. The only conspiracy is by the Holy Spirit, all right? I'm not suggesting you should not pay your bills or plan for your future or take care of your family. He says, but if the Holy Spirit prompted you to give it all away, would you be willing to break open your alabaster jar and pour it all, every last drop, at the feet of Jesus? He said, I know when the topic turns to heaven or hell. It's getting a little defensive. It's a very personal subject. And maybe that's why Jesus talked about it more than he talked about heaven or hell. My bank statement doesn't lie. In fact, it's a statement of faith and reveals my true priorities. He says, let me be blunt. Because on the subject of money, Jesus was. Obedience can be measured in dollars. So can faith. So can sacrifice. It's really not the only measure, but it's one of the most. Of our income, the Bible says that where our treasure is, our heart will be also. If we give, to, if we give God 2% of our income, can we really say we are, we are 100% committed to him? He said, I think not. If we withhold a tithe, we really say, in God we trust. If we give, out, give God our leftover instead of our first fruits, can we really say we're seeking the first of the kingdom? God doesn't need our money, but he does want our heart. Or if treasure is, there our heart will be also. Happiness is not, by, not, not the byproduct of making more. It is the byproduct of giving more, no matter how much money we make. He said, there's an old a- aphorism. Today is an, it, t- t- today. T- time is money. He said, it's not just true of time, it's true of talent too. When we give money to a kingdom cause, we aren't ignite what part. Here's the real point. We are giving part of ourselves. It's not like we designate what part of ourselves we're giving in the memo line of a check. To, like he writes quotation marks, Tuesday from 7 a.m. to noon on the memo. That's the part of my life I'm giving to you, God, today. And we don't specify which task is translating to the gift. Monday's lesson plan or Friday's surgical procedure. Gift, just as brief. He said, but make no mistake, we traded our time and talent for that money. That gift, just like the alabaster jar of perfume, is an intimate expression of who we are. I thought it was powerful. Powerful. And I have to make assessments of where I am and what I'm doing. Send me your, I can do the same thing with a calendar. If I would take your calendar, if you would send me your, your Google calendar, and I'd look at all the things that are on your list, I could really quickly tell where your priorities are, how you're spending your time, how you're spending your energy. 
And, 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 and I can tell if, if, if your heart is wrapped up in the kingdom of God and the person you have to do, I guys, I can tell. And we all have certain things we have to do. I get that. But what, what, what God wants more than anything else is this thing called our heart. And how we, how we spend our lives is, is the biggest representation of that. Um, and, and it translates, most of us would say amazing things. Uh, there's a piece of scripture uh, in 1 Corinthians 9. I'm going to click, click over there. Most of us would say, give until it hurts. And it's really easy we're talking about somebody else. I heard a story one time about a pastor. I had a friend, that, 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 I think it was down in Portsmouth. Uh, a, a, a pastor was filling in somewhere uh, at, a, at a church. It wasn't his normal thing. The, the pastor was sick or away on vacation to the church. And they said, it came time to take up the offering. And he asked everybody to stand. And everybody stood. And he said, we're going we're gonna to give like we've never given before today. And he's, like, he's like the fill-in preacher. He's not like the normal preacher. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach into the pocket of the person in front of you, grab their wallet, and give like you've always done. <laughs> that went over big. I don't think those people were laughing. There's something in us that wants to give. God, give and, we've heard it says, like, give until it hurts, right? But God doesn't say that. Now, he says, sacrifice at times, but in 1 Corinthians 9, he says something completely different. Let's look at it. He says, remember this, remember this, 1 Corinthians 9, 6, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Now, look at this, divide all that you, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Verse 9 says, as the scriptures say, they share, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and you will be in your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two, thing, two good things will resolve from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. Beautiful thing here. He says, give until it makes me grow at work. Look at what he says. He says, God loves a cheerful giver. The word there is the Greek word hilaritas, where we get the word hilarious. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves somebody who can just go, you know what, I, I don't have much. What I have, I'll give it, man. I don't have a whole lot of time, but what I do have, I'll give it. I don't have a whole lot of, uh, uh, and, 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 but I'll give it. I don't have a whole lot of extra understanding or know-how, but I'll, know how, or I'll, but I'll give what I have. And, and, and God loves it when we give out of an abundant heart of thanksgiving and joy and love. I, I, I love watching people who, 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 who give and it brings a smile to their face. I think I do the next thing when they give and it makes somebody else's face light up. But I love watching somebody who just can't wait to do the next, the next thing God has for them to do. I, 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 who can't wait to jump into the fray somewhere, whether it be children's church or youth ministry, whether it be, whether it be uh, worship or whether, whether it be serving at Elizabeth's Hope or, or, or Hope Clinic or places like that. When, when they, they just can't wait, chance to give and they go, oh just can't wait to get to the next time to, to do it. That's how God wants it. He doesn't want you to give because you think you have to. You're like that kid who's like, okay, I guess I got to. And you're just kind of, 
says, don't give, don't, don't give reluctantly. Don't give under pressure. You're off the hook at that point. If you feel under pressure this morning to give, then you're, you're missing the point anyway. And so God says, you're off the hook. Don't, don't give reluctantly. Well, you know, I wish that preacher was serious about me reaching in somebody else's pocket and give. That'd be awesome. But I want to keep my wallet right there. That'd be sweet. Don't give reluctantly. It was for the, Jesus did not give reluctantly. He, he, the Bible said it was for the joy that was set before him, he gave his life. For the joy, Hebrews 12. He, gave, he didn't just give money. He, he gave his blood. He gave his sweat. He gave his pain. He gave his, his frustration. He gave all that stuff that happened on that way to the cross. He gave it all. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He gave it all away. And he just expects us to, to be that kind of lifestyle giver. Way beyond finances. Way beyond that. Way, 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 way. If you walk out here and go, that all that dude wants is money, you have missed me completely. I, 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 that, I've given an extra offering this morning. We're not even doing that. You know what I want more than anything? I want there to develop a heart of giving in you and generosity in you that you can't wait till the next time you have an opportunity to give anything. Anything. Whether it's your couch to somebody who got burnt out. Whether it's your time to, a, to an agency that's helping some hands and feet, uh, uh, like I said, Elizabeth Hope or Hope Clinic. And you can't wait for the next time you get to be the hands and feet of Jesus somewhere. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I, that's what I desire out of this moment. He goes on to say, if it makes you laugh, giving big with a big heart. I will say this, giving big with a, the bigness is not, like Nancy describes, it's not giving big per se. It's, it's the heart with which it, that giving big, when, when, when it consumes your whole heart, that's, that's what kind of give, giving big I'm talking about, okay? When it consumes all that you are, ensures a big response from God, as in verses 6, 8, 9, and 11. You have a plan. Show me right now. You have a plan and a right heart. Are you, are you asking God, show me where the next place is? Show me right now, right now, as, as, as a leadership team of this church, we're, we're asking God to show us. Where the next place is to give. We believe God says certain things about, about, about our financial giving as a church, church congregation. And right now, I'm proud to say that, that some kind of, we are of five of the six inhabited continents of the world. We have some kind of missions outpost that we regularly give to on five of six. Now, at the same time, that frustrates me to pieces. Because the Bible says, to take the gospel to the whole world. And right now, there's a big gaping hole on our giving map, a place called Australia for the glory. And we're praying and asking God to give us a plan about how we can affect Australia for the glory of God and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Right now. And we're asking God to show us who we can connect with. We're asking God to, 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 to do some things that will, will bring, bring about that piece of the puzzle. We, we, we have a plan. We've looked at it as, as a team and going, you know, this is, this is where wants are certain things God says about how we give and who we give to and certain things we try and cover. Poor and needy situations, prison type deals, all sorts of things. We, we, we want to make sure we're tracking with all that stuff. Orphans and widows. and I mean, and we, we've gone through the whole list. Go, God, make sure we're tracking with you. Give, have a plan and have a right heart. You know what happens over time? It keeps joy growing in you. When you can look back over time and see, man, I invested this amount of myself into kingdom business and there's fruit from it, there's, there's, there's nothing like that. 
Bible says there's two great results in that. People's needs are met, and you have them, and God gets glory because they begin to rejoice in God. Verse 12 says, two things happen as a result of a generous lifestyle. Two things happen as a result of us giving of ourselves to, to, to the things of the kingdom. We live a life of generosity, the, the second uh, G in our 3G moment. Generosity. Respond as he begins to do that, great things happen. All God's asking us to do is to respond as he would respond. Last week I read from you a piece of scripture from Luke chapter 6. And I'm going to go right back to it. Luke chapter 6, verse 36 reads like this. You must be compassionate. Just as your father, what it says is, is compassionate. What, God, what, what it says is, Patrick said this last week, to have passion means to be with passion, passion towards the needs of people. He's going through this whole list in Luke 6, and he's talking about giving. He says it right at the beginning, and he says, but be compassionate. The whole issue, to be compassionate means it's an issue of your heart. But placed there is a character of giving. Inside of you is a generous spirit, not placed there by you, but placed there by God in heaven. And he says, listen, I want to display myself through you. I want the compassion, the hurt, the, the, the things that I feel towards humanity around you to translate into you responding as I would respond. John 3.16, I saw it, said he did is, is the hallmark verse of, of, of Christianity. God loved so much that he did what? He gave. And he didn't just give a, a check. He gave his son, the scriptures say. You talk about going all out or being all in. That's the epitome of being all in. That's the epitome of, 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 of generosity is to give that self away completely. And he says, be that. Find a way to give yourself away. Find a way. Giving is an act, but generosity is a lifestyle. And I want you to start embarking upon the act of giving, but I want it to begin the process of a lifestyle of being that anywhere, everywhere, all the time. Backward. Uh, my office this week, it was beautiful to me. And they, by nature, are a little bit shy and a little bit backward. Um, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't hang out in big crowds and aren't real comfortable with that sort of thing. And they told me, they told me just this week that I was just content as a Christian at one point in time in my life to, to just kind of sit and watch. Prayer was a big thing to me, so I'd pray for people. But they said to me this week, you know what I found? I'm, I'm trying to find ways to get involved in the life of other people. I want to make a difference. I'm watching my neighbors. I'm watching people that I'm out with, that, I, that I'm, hanging, I'm in the store with. I'm watching to see if there's some way God could be able to use me. You know what that is? The compa- a, a lifestyle of generosity. That is a character that God says. The compassion of God has been planted deep in their heart. And they're going, I'm, I'm not just going to be just hiding behind a wall and saying it's okay for me just to, to be behind a wall. It's okay. I, I need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And they were, they, as long as I've known them, they've been godly people. It's made my heart rejoice. I thought, you don't even know what I'm going to talk about Sunday, but that's beautiful. And so that's what God wants. You guys know about John Wesley? I'm going to wrap this thing up. You know about John Wesley? John Wesley, a well-known preacher, well-known pastor. Again, you hear all these kind of weird stories about people who are just using God's kingdom for their own gain. Uh, Most famous kind of stories every day these days. John Wesley, probably the most famous. This is from the same book I read from earlier. John Wesley is probably the most famous for circuit riding, open-air preaching, and the Methodist movement. 
But Wesley was an even better giver than he was a preacher. He lived by a simple maxim. Make all, save all you can, give all you can. The preacher who wrote the book said every, every year we, we try to increase, our, our family tries to increase our giving. John Wesley serves as a wonderful model. During his lifetime, Wesley gave away approximately 30,000 pounds. Adjusted for inflation in today's culture, that would translate. Of Wesley's generosity was a covenant he made with God in 1731. Now listen to these words. He decided to limit his, expense, to limit his expenses. So he, that first year, John Wesley only made 30 pounds. So he gave just two pounds. The next year, his income doubled. His income increased to 90 pounds. But he kept his expenses flat. Wesley's goal was to give away all excess income after his bills were paid, and he never increased his bills on purpose. Seven. At the end of his life, he had given away $1.7 million. That's a challenge for me, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Because the American way of doing things is you make more, you spend more. And that's that, that paycheck, that, that promotion, so I'm going to go out and buy a new car. Right? And that's, that, that's, how, that's how we think. I'm waiting to, to buy the, the, a bigger house or a bigger yard or whatever. I'm trying to, and I, a guy named John Wesley, he was going to keep everything as flat as he could. If God blessed him more than he was already making, he's getting all the rest of it. That's beautiful. That's being all in. That's, that's going, God, whatever I can do to downsize my life, whatever I can do to simplify, I'm going to give you more of my time, more of my energy, more of my life. And I'm not going to complicate things any more than they already are. I'm just going to give you everything excess. That's, you know what? We should, I, want, I, want, I, I want to be that guy. You know what? We should give to the degree that God's character can be seen and he can be glorified in us. God's heart was always towards you. And that was a result of his character, the way, the way he was, the way he is. Sideways, he loved so much he gave. Can I encourage you to do something? Find ways to grow in that character and the, the lifestyle, the attitude of generosity. I look around this room and I see a lot of you are that already. Can I, can, can I encourage you about something? Don't be content with where you are. Don't be content to, you know what? You're at right now to, to be the end, the end level for you. Because, you know what? The glory of God is displayed by you, your acts of selflessness and by your lifestyle of not being self-centered. God receives glory for those who completely empty themselves and they and give him all that they are and they help other people down the road. God doesn't receive any, any glory any other way. One of the, 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 the most amazing pieces uh, right now sitting where you are, I, I, I'd encourage you to do something. You, ask God, what's your plan? Now where you are and my generosity, God. Right now where you sit, Right now where you are, say, God, I know I'm at this point, but where, where, where do you want me to be, God? Remember, I started asking you, having you ask that question back at the beginning of the year. What's God saying? What am I going to do about it? It's not about, listen, it's not about, can I, can I be really honest? And this series, I'm, 
I'm not concerned about the bills at Church Triumphant. And this series has nothing to do with that. It has to do with growing good disciples. It has to do with, 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 with us being Christ-like and growing in the nurture and the admonition of Him. Some great need, when, 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 when a pastor or a minister starts talking about money, people presume there's some great need that's got to be handled, like right now, and there's desperation. There is not that in my voice, and I hope you don't hear that. We are a blessed people, but what I want more than anything else is for you to be the, the, the person God created you. To the inside out, not from the outside in. You can carry out an act of giving to, 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 to look like you're something and not be that thing. What I want more than anything else is for there to be something growing on the inside of you that you cannot contain. That you're not trying to look super spiritual and you're not trying to look super, super amazing. And you're, you're just, you're just in life change. When you follow Jesus the best way you know how and you're growing in that. People's lives change when that happens. Simple things is shoveling snow or whatever, lives change because we give. There at the bottom of that passage of Scripture, right, right, was it 2 Corinthians 9? It says, verse 9, they, they share freely and give generously to the poor. And the next thing it says is, their good deeds will be remembered forever. One, one, uh, a movie I, I intend, you know, it's, a, it's kind of, you know, somebody, he's a total guy. It's a total guy movie. There's a little love angle happening on the side, but there's, it's mostly a guy movie about a guy who overcomes great adversity. And, and he makes a statement at the beginning of the movie that, 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 I, that I think about pretty frequently. Anybody, anybody ever seen Gladiator? Huh? His name's Maximus, not Magnus. And at the beginning of the movie, he says something. That, that just struck a chord the first time I heard it. He's, 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 he's rallying his troops to fight the, the, the barbarian horde that are waiting in the, in the woods. And he yells out, from the, What we do here today echoes in eternity of generosity. See, the way that we give today, the way we fight the battle of generosity, the way we fight the battle of allowing our character to be shaped into the likeness and image of God, it, it, it doesn't just have impact now, and it does have impact now. When, 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 when we put duffel bags in the hands of kids who are in the foster care system, who don't have hardly anything to their name, Patrick, their possessions with, and we as a church, I don't even know how many, what was the final number? I don't even remember what it was. Do you remember, Patrick, how many bags we gave to, to, to them? 250 bags we gave. We gave. To foster kids. That's awesome. But here's the deal. You guys gave. We gave together. Something we did almost. We piled them up and you guys gave money. We went and bought bags. We just gave them the last installment of something we did almost two years ago. Just, just right before Christmas. It's beautiful. Awesome. But what, that wasn't just meeting that temporal need. What happens now all of a sudden is a thing of the kingdom. A thing of the love of God is planted deep in the heart of a child. Deep in the heart of a father. That just doesn't, just doesn't have impact now. It begins to echo in eternity. That's what I'm talking about. I want you to think about where it is, how it is that you live your life. I hope that you're, you're the type of person that the checkout girl gets, get, 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 gets a piece of the generous heart that is inside of you. Not because, 
offer a tip, but because you offer an opportunity. Can I pray for you because you're having a bad day? I hope that the little neighbor kid down the street, when he's having a rough time, you're one of the first person who runs out to help get him up off, his, up off the ground and wipe off his knees after he's fallen down. And you're like the first person who generously out of your heart responds and goes, you know what? Jesus loves you, Joey. Hey, can I do something for you? You need a glass of lemonade? I hope that, 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 that as a result of what's growing on the inside of you, to, to not just be, carry out the action of giving, but carry out the heart of giving, that suddenly you realize it's not just about what happened at that moment. It suddenly starts to translate into what happens in eternity, and that's huge. If all of us, huge, 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 huge. So what, what if all of us would find ourselves Everywhere that we are, whatever we're doing, that there's a wake of generosity behind us. David said, because the Lord was his shepherd, goodness and mercy followed him everywhere that he went. Behind David, 23. There was a wake of goodness and mercy following behind David out of the connection he had to Christ. What if the things we did today... And the way we live, we're done with an attitude of generosity that did echo in eternity. What if today, everything we did, we wanted to make sure that it echoed in eternity? What would happen? You know what happened? That some, a life would change. And eternity would be altered. Maybe not immediately, but sometime in the future. It would. Be, it would be the beginning. I want you to think about where, where you are. I want you to listen to the voice of Jesus. I want you to see how, how are good deeds remembered. Get ready, Michelle. And as a result, good deeds remembered. Good deeds remembered forever by the changed lives that make it to heaven as a result of people who met needs and gave generously out of the abundance God had already given them. Of love, of finance, of time, of affection, of energy, of understanding and wisdom. When they gave, lives changed. And here's what, here's what that looks like sometimes. Go ahead, Michelle. Cause we all fall short And we all have sin But when you let God's grace break in It's beautiful Beautiful Come as you are Surrender your heart Broken and beautiful 
gets old to you, if that ever becomes just normal, and it doesn't make a spark of like, I want to be involved in that, there might be a bigger gap between you and Jesus than you think there is. God, change doesn't excite you when you see people come up out of the water and they can't wait to hug somebody because, you know what, God changed my life, then there's something wrong. Because the way the deeds are remembered that we do here is because lives make it from this life into the next life with Jesus in heaven. That is the only reason we do anything that we ever do. It's not to grow a church. It's not to, 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 to end dynasty. It's not to be remembered for ourselves. It is that lives make it into eternity. That is the reason, the only reason. Jesus gave his all. Why? So people can make the transition from darkness into light. Jesus gave his entire self. Why? So people would find out there was a God in heaven that loved them. And every time he would go into the furthest extent to bring them to himself. And every time I watch that video, I've seen it for several weeks now. And somebody sent it to me an email. And I have just like, I just, oh, to be involved in that. To be a part of the, the cog and the wheel, the gear that brought that change about, even if I didn't get to pray with them, even if I'm a missionary that actually led them to Christ, even if I was just a person who put who put put money maybe in the hand of a missionary that brought that about, oh my goodness, I can't even describe how powerful that is. Ah my daughter this morning, check this out, is in Peru. Waraz, Peru. Guess what she's doing? She participating in a baptismal service in a river in Peru. Yeah! That's beautiful! Lives are changing. God is on, when you catch up again, God is on the move. Those pictures were all from Germany. And a church in Germany. It ain't just happening here. My, my dog died in those second service. You know what? It's happening everywhere. God's changing lives. My, my daughter was involved. Patty, you'll appreciate this. Operation Christmas Child, we've been collecting boxes forever. Unbeknownst to Christiana, when she goes a trip, she ends up in this little place called Waraz, up in the mountains. I don't know how big of a place it is, honestly. I know the pastor's got Wi-Fi there. It's internet. We're a little bit this week. That was pretty cool. Check this out. We're, we're FaceTiming. Horizon's internet went down. We lost it. She's in the third world. We're sitting in Chilo Coffee. Go figure that out. Did you hear that? He's missing a wall, but he's got wire. They're operating. <laughs> but she, she goes there, unbeknownst to her, their operation Christmas child boxes waiting to be distributed. They distributed them on Friday. They distributed them on Saturday. On Friday, they showed a film. Several kids come forward to get saved. The pastor's daughter stands up and goes, listen, it's not just about the kids. There's a pray with the pastor Jesus too. If you're here and a dude stands up on the back wall and comes walking forward to pray with the pastor to give his heart to Christ as they're giving out shoeboxes. And they're doing baptisms this morning. Oh, 
there's nothing better than that. You can have the Super Bowl and, and UFC and all that stuff. I don't care. There is nothing. To see lives come alive in Christ, man, there is nothing like that. Here's what I say to you. If you need to close the gap, close the gap. If you need to get back on the track, get back on the track and begin to live your life the way Jesus lived his and just begin to give yourself away at every moment, at every chance. And Christ did. Just, 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 just find a way to do it. This morning, if you're here and you don't know Christ, he said this, I love you so much, I'm going to give just a little bit of money to, into a plate. I'm going to give my whole self. I'm going to hang on a cross. I'm going to give my whole, my whole life to you. I'm going to suffer greatly. You know why? Because it's important to God, your Father in heaven, that we reconnect together. And so I'm here to pay the price, to get in the middle of that. And I want you. That's what he says. Out of a heart of generosity, out of a heart of a character, the character of God, the compassion of God says, I'm getting right down in where they are. Philippians tells us that Jesus emptied himself. So this morning, can we pray together?